right, testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. All right, we're good to go. All right, hello and welcome to the 10th edition of the Two Black, Two Nerdy podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Chris. And uh, this is going to be our last podcast of the year. It's, um, it's around the holidays, so I think we're just going to jump right into the topics. I know we haven't done one in a while, so um, I think first we're going to start with uh, this year's uh, Arrowverse crossover, uh, Crisis on Earth X. Um, do you want to hmm, do you want to do the good, and then the Easter eggs, and then the bad? Well, well. Well, what would you give it? As, as what would I give it? What would you give it as a grade? Honestly, I mean, combining all four episodes together, I thought it was a solidly entertaining two days, you know, four hours of television. Mm-hmm. I would I, honestly, if not for the ending, it would have gotten a 10 out of 10 for me. I would put it at a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I, th- I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was going to say 8.5, 9 out of 10. You know, it was, uh, it was I, I had fun watching it. You know, it had good action. It had... Good emotional scenes. It dragged me some places, but hey, that's gonna happen. Yeah, and I mean it. It was definitely better than last year. Yeah, the villains were the villains were more tangible. I'm not gonna say if they were more necessarily more of a threat, but they were definitely more. They they were they were more the villains were more interesting, you mm-hmm. know, than last year. Then it was just a straight like alien invasion. We also didn't have to give an episode to like Arrow for the 100th episode, so mm-hmm. the, all four episodes got to focus on the story. Supergirl got to be a lot more involved. Um, so I, I guess you know I guess we can just start with what we liked. So um, I enjoyed the fights. Yep, fight scenes were good. Those. CGI for the most part was on point. Mm-hmm. There there were a few things where you could tell like. Eh, but, like, I thought the CGI was really good. The fight choreography was pretty good. It was a decent mix of, like, some hand-to-hand stuff along with, like, you know, Flash and Supergirl kind of getting the more, like, CG-style fights. Right. I like that Tom Cavanaugh was the reverse Flash again. That was nice. Yeah. Um, that was a good... Uh, I think he really enjoys being in that role. I think he does, I, too. I think you can tell that. It, it was... Um, it was it was sort of strange to see... Um, like everyone together that hadn't really been in it like it made sense for like supergirl to be there but not really alex i mean she's the plus one but it was it was a good interaction with all the characters being together definitely even the ones that hadn't really like met before like rory and caitlin yeah uh, he's like didn't i try to kidnap you once yeah i wouldn't try that again like, yeah it you know I, I thought they did a decent job at sort of like pairing off different characters that didn't necessarily have a ton of screen time. I mean there were character there were definitely I, I would definitely say that half the legends got shafted until the last part. Yeah, and I think it's because like there there were certain things like okay I think I feel like Ray should have been invited to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I understand not inviting Amaya, Zari, or um, Nate. Or Nate. I, I, I get that. Even though Nate knows Wally, but fine. Even Rory shouldn't have been at the wedding, to be completely honest with you. Well, I you could make the argument with Rory that, hey, he did start out on Flash, and he what is a part of his Rose Gallery. And I did like the joke when he sat next to the, the police captain. Yeah. He's like, oh, don't I know you? Yeah, I mean, it also could have made sense that, like, if Snart was still alive, Snart would have been would have been invited to the wedding because at least Snart like knew who Barry was and yeah. now, now well I guess Rory found out during the crossover last year but now Rory knows. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know the thing is too. 
if Sarah was invited, Ray definitely should have been invited. Right. Because Team Flash never interacted with Sarah before last year's crossover. Like right. they knew of her, but they ne- even even on like Arrow season two, like Sarah was like gone for that part of the season right. when they met Barry Allen and all that stuff. Even, but Ray had like met Team Flash in like an episode and like hung out with them. Mm-hmm. Cisco like worked on his suit and stuff. So I do feel like Ray definitely should have been there. Yeah. If Sarah was gonna be there. Yeah, and I think the only reason why they did it is because of how they introduced Ray in Legends. Yeah. With, with and that and that one thing that sort of bugged me though is like I get Eobard is from the future and we can talk about the Easter eggs he put in there a little bit later, but why was he performing the medical procedure? He's not that kind of doctor. I don't think he is a doctor. Where did he get his degree? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I I think it's because they just needed someone to do it. I mean, you could assume that he's just a genius and he just right. knows how to do that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I Yeah. It probably would have made sense if they just had an evil scientist like, there with them to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? But I, they had to give Eobard a role. But I did. I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the character interactions. Um, what, what did you think about Evil Oliver and uh, Supergirl? I mean, I think, like, I, I think because neither, I mean, this, maybe Supergirl is having her crisis of conscience, but, like, Oliver's not really having one this season, so to have an evil version of himself didn't really, like, make much sense to me. Yeah. In terms of the the comparison. Like, for Supergirl, yeah, that makes sense because of, I haven't watched the show, but I know, like, she given like the synopses she's been going through it ever since Manel left and pretty much back with a wife which is weird but um i think they could have had um they they could they could have probably tried to get the guy that played prometheus back for that that would have made a bit more sense oh um god yeah not adrian chase what's his what's his real name i I forget yeah 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 i did so Tommy as EarthX Prometheus. That was great. I enjoyed that was I'm apparently they got the actor, Colin O'Donnell, I think. They got him back for like twelve hours. Like yeah, he, he finished fi- filming with Chicago Med, flew mm. to Vancouver, did like three lines and <laughs> went back. Right. That was that was great. I really did enjoy that. I, yeah, I thought it was because, I mean, Arrow was a show that started this, and Tommy was the first major death, so it was good that they could finally bring him back, because they couldn't even get him for the 100th episode. Right. So it was nice that he got to be there, he did the, you know, classic Nazi cyanide pill thing. You know, I mean, ideally, I would have wished for him to be there longer and, like, fight people, but I understand logistics, you know, they did the best they could, mm. so, but I, I did enjoy him, I did enjoy him coming back. Oh, let's talk about the big, uh, the big thing that happened at the end. So wait, wait, wait. wait. There, there's nothing to talk about before that. What? So remember when Supergirl was about to get cut open? Before I think, I think it was before the power went out, and she was like, "My cousin's gonna stop you." Yeah, and you like, 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 "I, I fought, fought your cousin. cousin. He's not as fast." Earth One confirmed they have a Superman. So yeah, so I'm like, yeah. So when I heard that, like, is Earth One gonna have its own Superman? You might ever see it, but Earth One does have, does have it. Does Earth One have its own Superman? Does Does Eobard travel to their Earth at some point and fight Superman? Like we don't. It was a cool Easter egg, but now that just raises more questions. I think, and this is a theory that I have. I think maybe this 
age of heroes is like the Justice Society. Yeah. So maybe a few years down the road in Earth One, Superman will come out. But apparently Bruce Wayne exists now. Yeah. So, yeah, and they tease Bruce Wayne straight and arrow. Right. So so maybe he is around, or maybe Superman hasn't come out yet, but maybe Batman's still around. And yeah, I just. I don't know. Well, I feel like since the Justice League movies come out, we can talk about that later. They they should be at liberty just to kind of do what they want. Yeah. You know, because I I mean Justice League okay Justice League movies been out for a while. They tease uh, Slade at the end. They were able to bring Slade back on Arrow. So I also feel like you know they've had Superman on Supergirl. I feel like like what is the point of holding them back from doing a lot of they stuff at this point? Mascara and Legend. Yeah, Legends teased the mascara. I mean they've been really. They've been doing a lot more teasing on these shows than they've done before, and I just wonder if they're what and if what are they gonna what are they gonna try to deliver on? I I I really hope with this whole like plan that DC has, like even with the TV shows, it'll end in crisis. Yeah, where you can bring everyone in, so like you don't even have to know about the TV universe. Or the Elseworlds universe, like if you just stick with the the straight up cinematic universe, and then you just saw other versions of them, like when the Flash is running, you see other Flashes. Yeah, Speed Force connects everything. You're like it, it just be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if we could get to that point. Um, so the ending. All right. So, well, well, two things. Okay. So first of all, uh, Martin Stein. Martin Stein Martin, dies. Yeah, that was as soon as they split. I knew he was dead. You knew he was dead. Because my my brother was like, no, 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 he's got a few more episodes left. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no way that old man is making it from there to there without getting shot. The first, well, here's the thing is that the first couple episodes of Crossover, they are kind of outlining like Jackson Stein's relationship, how Stein pretty much is the father figure to Jax. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's been their arc through two and a half seasons of Legends. You know, we had that Freaky Friday episode with Martin Stein and Jax, I think was just. Well, it, was, it just gave him a chance to put uh, Victor Garber in the Firestorm suit since he's not the one you normally see during action because mm-hmm. the actor's an older dude. Right. So, I, I knew it was coming and, you know, they 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 killed off Martin Stein. Yep. Yeah, they killed off Martin Stein. They had a big funeral for him, you know, and they really, like, Stein was never my favorite legend, but I did, I did a live reaction to it. You can tell, like, I really did, like, I did feel something when he was gone and the actor that played Jax, he didn't cry, Apparently, he, I think he tweeted that he can't he can't fake cry, mm-hmm. but he did. I thought he did a decent job, yeah. and that actor I think is just like the actor who plays Jax. I think he's definitely improved since he was first introduced. Yeah, that was a very emotional scene. You could tell like what they were going for, and I think they did a pretty good job at yeah. hitting it. Uh, I think out of all the deaths in the show, that might be in the top yeah two or three. I mean, I think. The only one I can think of really that might have hit harder, or at least at that same level, was when Barry's dad died at the end of season two. Season two, two yeah. Yeah, Barry's died. Barry's dad died. Oliver's mom died. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I didn't feel nothing when Moira died. Yeah, well, Moira was kind of. <laughs> she was kind of a sketchy character. I don't think she was anyone's favorite character, but I think she wasn't anybody's least favorite character. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they, I, you know, and that that did give the crossover at least some sort of stakes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that was good. Four stakes and Thor Ragnarok. We'll yeah. Uh, well, 
Thor Ragnarok killed people, but they just didn't care. Right. That was uh, we'll we'll get to that later. But um, the thing about I I did like I did like Martin Stein's death, and it makes sense. Victor Garber, he's he's a bit of a higher actor. You know, he's been around for a while. Yeah, it would make sense that he'd want to go on and do other stuff. Yeah, he wants to go back to Broadway. Yeah, so it made sense. It's fine, you know. A Godspeed to him. I hope he enjoys it. So in my mind, they should have ended the crossover at Martin Stein's funeral. Yep. Just ended it at the funeral. Yep. Everyone says their goodbye. Yep. You know, Barry and Iris just elope in Vegas in between yep. episodes. Would have been fine. Uh. But all right, so the big controversy with the crossover, and um, if you go on the AR Reddit now, it's a Punisher Reddit. I don't know if you've seen it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the AR Reddit turned the red to Punisher. So at the end, uh, Barry and Iris decide that they just want to just get the marriage over really quick. And. Um, John Diggle, who did not make an appearance in the crossover, he was benched because of his injury and going on there or whatever. They bring him in to marry uh, Barry and Iris, and in between their little like mini wedding ceremony, right before he can say Felicity, you may kiss your bride, Felicity decides that she wants to get married with Oliver after the entire crossover. She's like, I don't believe in marriage. Not anymore. wanting to marry Oliver. Okay. So during the entire crossover, Oliver decides that he wants to marry Felicity after seeing, you know, Barry and Iris' wedding. And pro tip, don't ever propose at someone else's wedding. That's actually, like, a really rude thing you're not supposed to do. Yeah, and so I was talking to someone about that after it happened. Dude, you'll get slapped. Um, well, so, so here's the thing. Like, when Oliver was talking to Felicity about it at the wedding rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. he pulled her to the side, he was whispering... And then Felicity blurted it out. She's like, I'm not marrying you. I was just like, and it was just like, that's not necessary. That's true to your character, but that was not, not necessary. necessary. So yeah. then after that whole going back and forth, like finding out why Felicity doesn't want to marry her because she got shot. Yeah, and, time, it, and it, 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 it's classic CW drama. They put it in the crossover. During the crossover, it didn't battle, it didn't battle me. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me that much until the end where she decides, okay, she wants to get married too. So Diggle ends up marrying Barry and Iris and Oliver Felicity in a double wedding, and that is the end of the crossover. You don't interrupt someone's moment like that. Yeah, so few reasons people are pissed. First reason is that a lot of people hate Oliver and Felicity together. They think they think it's toxic to the show. They think it it's part of really what hurt the show in season three and season four. And we, I knew they were on track to get back together, you know, because like Felicity is like helping Oliver's son in school, and you know they're like, oh, isn't she so good with the kids? You know, oh, yeah. she's like a mom. Like I knew it was coming, and the set, set photo spoiled that. Me. And when you get Dinah, when people are not like. Maybe he'll marry Dinah, but uh, Dinah's on Diggle, so that's not happening. <laughs> um, yeah, no, did you see? There was someone on Twitter, they were like, this episode of Arrow, does Dinah want the Diggle? Yeah. <laughs> Find out this week. But anyway. Yeah, that Oliver and Felicity tweet that I did, or the Felicity It did numbers, tweet. yeah. Yeah, I my most that. popular tweet. I had ever. a good, did you see mine for Legends? Yeah. There was, um... It was uh, Jax's mom's pecan pie versus uh, Nate's mom's sandwiches. Yeah, oh yeah, people loved that tweet. Yeah, it was that was funny. That was a good line. I, I made a joke about legends. Uh, it happened on my Twitter. But anyway, so yeah, people are pissed. Not only they're together, but also the way they did it. 
It may have been in character for Felicity, but in general, like, dude, it's rude you to ruin. It's, it's rude to ruin somebody's wedding. Yeah. Now, I heard someone try to argue that it was rude for Baron Iris to steal John Diggle from the Arrow Cave without warning to marry them. But I'm like... But literally, okay, let's look, think about the crossover last year. What did Barry do? Go pull Oliver and Diggle away. What did he do? Well, him pulling Diggle, it's a running gag yeah, every it's a, year. It's a running it's gag. It's a running so gag. Like, like, you and Diggle's got motion, si- motion sickness. Right. You know, and, and I think having Diggle be the one that not, like, he, he doesn't necessarily like all the superpowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's him just kind of being the voice of, like, the original Arrow fans who, when Arrow first came out, it was a grounded show. There were no superpowers and things like that. And I think they're just using John Diggle to be the voice of, like, the person. Like, oh, remember when it was, you know, us and some Marikuru soldiers and stuff like that? But regardless, I don't think it was well done. It makes me seriously worry about the rest of this Arrow season, especially because... Have you seen the screenshots for next next week's episode of Arrow? What, that they're celebrating the marriage or whatever? Yeah, but uh, everyone... The most hated character, I think, in the Arrowverse is coming back. Donna Smoke, Felicity's mom and dad. Oh, I don't hate her the most. People will at will. I do. I do see the hate for it, but I hate Felicity more. But sir, no, but sir, like if you go online, like Donna Smoke is apparently like one of the like Felicity's mom is one of the most hated characters like in the Arrowverse because they just don't think she brings anything. I mean, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she really doesn't. Yeah, it's just. But if you bring nothing to the show, I think it's worse than you just taking away from the show. Yeah, so that. So yeah, people people are upset. I'm worried for, for the cross for the crossover being a crossover. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nine out of ten. Uh, you know, I wonder if they're just gonna put it together as a movie and just you know ship it out as a movie. I do have one question though that was never answered. What? Where did Oliver get kryptonite? How did how did he know what kryptonite was and then where exactly, did he get it? Exactly, and where did he get it from? Because it's one thing if he knew what it was and he made synthetic kryptonite. Which, because you saw, well, people were saying, like, well, it must be synthetic because of how it hurt her, but it was, or how it didn't really affect her that much, but then you have to remember in the All-Star Superman comics, Mm -hmm. when he got um, supercharged on solar radiation, which is, I think, where they got that part from, uh, Kryptonite didn't hurt him anymore. And this one, it still hurt her, but, like, it didn't really do, like, what Kryptonite normally does. Yeah. And Supergirl's like, you, it was that kryptonite? Why do you have that? Just in case any of you showed up, and that was it. Oh, one joke I did like, Oliver doesn't have super speed. Yes. That was, that was hilarious. Great, like, and, and just I'm a gonna, reminder, super speed. And this is, and when, I, when we talk about comedy in these superhero shows, I, when we start talking about Thor, I want to talk about kind of sometimes what jokes work and which ones don't work. Right. But I, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So, um, yeah, as far as the crossover, the crossover goes. Alex and Sarah. Oh, yeah. Who didn't see that coming? So, Alex and Sarah, I thought it was fun. There there was a lot of, like, LGBT stuff. Yeah. Which is fine. I I understand why that was there, especially with Nazis being the villains and, you know, that kind of stuff. Her her reaction, though, in the morning after was was pretty good. It was funny. I think I I enjoyed that. I, Um, yeah, I, I... It makes sense for where, like, Alex's, Alex's character Sarah. arc was. And with Sarah, I I'm a, I think they're trying... They said they're going to give Sarah, like, an actual love interest. I, I hope and they not bring like a that. Yeah. And they're I did like how they tied in Alex worrying about Kara and Sarah's relationship with Laurel. And you're like, okay, there are, there are some parallels mm-hmm. between these two characters that have never... 
interacted at all. Right, and then the the being on Earth X with the whole Nazi thing, and yeah. How, um, Paul Blackthorne Warren. played that. He, I think he did that. Paul, well. he did a good job being in the concentration camp. Like that hit a lot of people. Yeah. And my brother, my bro- I remember my brother asked me during it was like the upside down pink triangle. Like he was like, "What does that mean?" I was like, "That was for homosexuals. That was for gay Nazi people. Germany. The stars for Jews. Right. Yeah. They did a. Oh, we met a uh, the Ray and uh, Citizen Cold. Yeah. Yeah. So and Citizen Cold is going. Where? He's staying he's on going, Legends. He's, he's going to be on Legends next few episodes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be on Legends the next few episodes. And Wentworth Miller, he says he's done. Yeah, he said he just filmed his last scene uh, like a couple weeks ago. I thought it would have made more sense for the Ray to stay. That's what I thought was going to happen. Well, he's going to have a CWC show. It's going to be a pre- it's going to be a prequel on Christ on Earth X. Yeah. Him getting his powers and dealing with stuff. And I guess. I looked at the screens of Crisis on Earth X, and the version of the evil Flash I have in that show is, like, voiced by Grant Gustin, and it's, like, Evil Barry. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's before... I, I guess it's before, like, Earth 1 Eobard went there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess they had an evil version of Barry as Flash on that Earth before, and I guess at some point maybe he'll die in the animated show or something. And or, then maybe, we'll go, or maybe they just didn't want to ruin it? I don't know. Or, yeah, because I'm like, how is this going to be in continuity? I'm like, is, is Eobard going to show up later and be like yeah, the evil Flash also, equivalent? Yeah, why did Eobard show up there? Yeah, and how did, why did he go there in the first place? How do you know about it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess the Ray's go, he's going to get his animated show. Uh, the Ray was fine. I don't really have. Didn't love him. Didn't hate him. Yeah, he you was know, there. he was there. I liked uh, his fire of red tornado. Mm-hmm. Much That's better cool. looking than a uh, Supergirl's red tornado. Yes, which um, looked like a poor man's vision. Yes, yes, very poor man. Very poor man's vision. Um, I thought Citizen Cole was funny. He had some good lines. He's going to be on Legends yeah. and uh, Legends next week is uh, Constantine. Yes. So Looking forward to that. that should be like I said. Legends might be my favorite show this season. I, th- I I I think I can agree with that. I thought the premiere was a little meh. Yeah. But it really picked up. But I am liking the thinker as a villain. Yeah. I think the last episode, which your tweet was it your tweet or someone else's tweet, where it was just like Flash is just like this episode. Tinkle, yeah, 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 yeah. That was on point. That was it was funny because that's what yeah because that's what he was. But then and then what boggled my mind was just like people would not believe Barry and I was just like just think about the past few villains: Dawn duped you, Zoom duped you, Saptar. I mean, I guess he didn't really dupe you, but he was like hiding. The answer was right in front of you the entire time. So like, why yeah. wouldn't you believe? That this person is evil. Like, no other person has given you the benefit of the doubt besides Caitlyn. Even then, it took time. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I like... Legends is, Legends is really good. Flash to me is just fine. Ar- Arrow, I'm actually, like, worried. And it, it makes me think, too, with Arrow. I'm like, I think Arrow's got season seven probably locked. And I think after that, you might want to... Disperse Put them. Black Lightning in his time slot, you know. Yeah, disperse them amongst the the shows. Disperse them amongst the shows. Hey, you can have Stephen Amell come back and cameo if he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever. You know, but I'm a little worried. But um, do you have anything else about Christ on Earth X? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think and uh, Black Knight, Black Lightning premieres uh, yeah, next month in January. Yeah, it's taking that. up Legends time slot, so I don't know if. Like, Black Lightning is going to have, like, a half-season premiere, and then they'll finish up Legends after that, or what they're going to do. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. I haven't heard any official announcement about that. 
but yeah, Black Lightning is gonna be after All Flash. Two months are gonna be it, glorious. Yeah, so I, I'm excited. I wouldn't have talked about it too much, but I'm interested in Black Lightning. Um, there's gonna since it's a black superhero, like an urban environment, there's gonna be a lot of Luke Cage comparisons. I feel like, but the thing about Black Lightning that I think they're going for is that family is going to be a big part of that show yep. he has like an ex-wife and like two daughters that also have powers so my hope for black lightning is they try to do something different than luke cage luke cage was a loner you know he was like a guy off doing his own thing mm. i want black lightning i want there to be i want there to be development with him and his like social circle and his family and whatnot and have a nice if you give me like a nice black family show i will be superhero show like i will be happy yeah i the only thing i don't like is that it is in a separate universe yeah. Because it's just like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. Right. And I mean, multiverse, like, it won't be. Well, I think also, I mean, if, if, it, if I had suspicion, CW might not, they might not, CW might not know, like, oh, is this show going to work, you know? With, with, oh, with this, you know, with this casting, is it going to work? I don't even they know might, if they've had a black lead show before. I mean, not not like not a drama. Re- not in recent memory. They know. used to have... Well, you know, that channel used to have a lot of, like, black sitcoms back in the day. Right, because the They CW, had Everybody Hates Chris. They had a... Because the CW merged between WB Remember and uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, a girlfriend's... Uh, yeah. The Game. Actually, yeah. so I used to watch quite a bit of it. I definitely used to watch Everybody Hates Chris. But CW had, like, a lot of one-on-one. Was that CW? No, maybe not. Maybe no. I'll someplace else. Yeah, but those were things from syndication as opposed to things they actually put on. Yeah. But they don't... Everybody hate Chris straight, you know, yeah. was on there. So they... I'm curious to see how Black Lightning does. I mean, I want it to do well, you know, because I do think, you know, there's a lot There's a lot of superhero genre shows out right now. Like, mm-hmm. there's just... There's a lot of stuff, and I think these shows really have to do something different, you know, to really... To stand out from the crowd. Right. And doing something different isn't just like, oh, okay, we'll have a black man character. It's also like what kind of environment the show is going to be set in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Black Lightning is going to tackle, like, issues about, like, living in urban environments and stuff like that. I think that can give it a niche that some of these other shows just aren't going to have. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, you want to talk about uh, Thor and uh, Justice League? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so um, Thor Ragnarok. I saw it. You saw it. It did really well in the box office. A lot of people loved it. Some people, some people did not. Definitely did not love it. I am gonna always pick the cop out answer and say, I thought it was okay. I thought it could have been better. I took for me. Some of the jokes were okay. Some of them didn't land, and I thought certain places, like the tone, they just, they, they made it a straight comedy when it just didn't have to be. So my first, my first I'll, I'll give my gripes with it, and you can talk about your stuff. So my first gripes, okay. They killed off the Warriors 3. So they, well, mer- they killed off two of them. Sif was just not there. No, the Asian, no, no, she's not a part of the Warriors 3. The Asian, it's the Asian guy, the big guy, and the, uh, oh, I thought and the forgettable were... one, yeah. Oh, they cut off the three dudes. Lady Sif just wasn't in the movie. I guess they couldn't get the actress, whatever. The other three dudes all get murdered unceremoniously, and then Thor doesn't even care. These are supposed to be, like, his best, like, childhood friends. His best friends are murdered. That's weird. That was weird. Yeah. 
His best, Thor's best friends are murdered. He doesn't even care. No, like, they didn't do a funeral. They didn't do any sort of, like, mourning or anything like that. I just, like, I, like if you're going to kill off characters, you got to at least make it matter. And right. no, these characters weren't the most important, but you could have at least, like, I don't know, done a little something more. I mean, it was, I, I mean, I hate to say it, I felt more when Quicksilver died. <laughs> in Age of Ultron. <laughs> so that was my first so that 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 really just kind of annoyed me because I didn't even realize like they were like gone gone. Like, first time I first saw them get stabbed, I'm like, alright, are they dead? Are they you know oh no, they're gone. Well okay. And that was my first gripe. And my second gripe was when my second gripe was like some of the timing of the jokes, right? So at the end of the movie, spoilers. Well, I guess I've already it, this it, is, the movie's it's been, been out, out for a while. A, okay, yeah, over a month. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for another thing is that at the end of the movie, Thor realizes that he can't beat Hela, and the only way to beat Hela is to get Surtur to destroy Asgard, take all the Asgardians, put take all the Asgardians on the jump ship. Which I guess there really aren't that many Asgardians. If they Not can, anymore, I guess. If they can fit on a ship. You know, because I guess one of the themes of the movie was supposed to be, hey, Asgard is about the people and not about the place. Fine. But when as, as Asgard is getting destroyed, everyone's just like, oh, man, well, it's crazy. And then, um, what was the Korg? He does, like, a one-liner. And it was like, okay, this is, like, your childhood home being destroyed. You know what I mean? Like, if you compare this to, like, I don't know, your, your hometown being hit by, like, a tornado or something like that. Even if, like if you and your entirely fa- if you're even if you and your entire family make it out, you know safely and whatnot, that's still really sad. You should like you would feel something if like a tornado destroyed your hometown. Even if like you had moved away for twenty years, you'd be like, man, you know I used to ride my bike around there, and oh man, you know that that really sucks. So I, I thought the comedy in a lot of it to me just ruined any sort of serious moments that. You know, they they tried, you know, they killed off a few characters. It's like, I don't understand, like, why you need that many jokes. You know, that was my biggest thing. I mean, even Guardians 2, when they killed off Yandu, Guardians 2 was a straight comedy for the most part. I felt things when Yandu died. I'm like, oh, man, you know, you know, I'm, you know, Mary Poppins. I'm like, okay. And I think that was, so that was my biggest gripe with Thor, um... Yeah, yeah. So Chris, uh, you can go for it. Go for go for your Thor gripes. Okay, so you you hit a lot on the nail on the head on a, a lot of it. The the lack of gravity in the serious moons was taken away because of Completely. the comedy. So yeah. you had that the Warriors three just died. So what? Um, you had Asgard. Well, first when uh, Valkyrie and Thor are looking at their home being destroyed by Third or Surter, Surter, when Surter and Hela are fighting, and they're looking at their home being like burned, and you can feel like the moment, and then Hulk jumps through. Which I mean, okay, that's that sort of that would happen, so I can I can do that. Yeah. But then it just sort of took away from the moment, and then for you see Asgard like being burned, and Korg's like, we can rebuild it, and everybody's looking, and then it gets destroyed. It's like, oh well, guess not. I mean, and I just. To me, it's an Iron Man 3 category with the Mandarin. You took the source material and you wiped your butt with it. Because planet, both separating Thor Ragnarok and Planet Hulk. Ragnarok is about a story of not only about 
death, but it's also about revival and rebirth. Rebirth, yeah. So it's a cycle. Ragnarok always happens. And so the reason why Thor was born was to end Ragnarok. Yeah. In this case, he just started it, which I, I that's fine. You know, that's the way to beat hell. I, I can, I can yeah. forgive that. But with Planet Hulk, you had in the comics and in the movie, you see a transition of Hulk from being the raging monster that he is to a gladiator, to a king. Yeah. So his whole persona changes. And so, and that would lead into World War Hulk. But here, he's just a raging, petulant child. And it doesn't make sense for him to be that way. Yeah. Like, he's been in the Hulk state for two years. He should have a manner of control over it. Yeah. I just... Like, 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 like there were parts... There were parts of the movie... I mean, there were parts of the movie I enjoyed. I mean, hey, for the most part, it looked like... looked nice. I liked his, I thought it looked cheap. Well, some parts did. Yeah, I liked Tessa like Thompson. Eye, that was just like paint. <laughs> yeah, the, paint the, burn on, the burn over his eye. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed... I liked Tessa Thompson, you know. Yeah, I, lo- I loved Valkyrie, um, even though her introduction was weak. Yeah. Like, she... Like, well, that was that was a cheap joke. Well, like her being a drunk? Yeah. Like, well, when she comes off the uh, ship and then, like, falls off the ramp because she's drunk. Like, okay, that's that's sort of a waste of an entrance. Because um, I think, you know, like, we going even seeing, like, the previews, you know she's, like, you know, a fierce warrior and all that. But, you know, like, yeah, we know she's falling on hard, hard times. You get into that, but I thought that was just a waste of an entrance. It's all right. But, you know, they made a bunch of butt jokes. Like, come on, that's lazy. Like, that's an animated kids movie thing. That's a Shrek thing. And... Even Lego Batman, I think, did some... Right. Have some more... And this is what I'm talking about with jokes. Okay, so here's the thing about jokes in superhero movies. It's not that I dislike jokes, okay? I like I like jokes, and even if you do a straight comedy, it's fine. But here's, here's the difference, right? When the comedy is based upon who these superheroes are as characters or like some of the ridiculousness of like the world or the universe because there are certain things about comics that you just can't ever take seriously mm-hmm. you know what I mean I think those jokes are funny when they go when they go for either pop culture references that just don't work or when they just go for just like random bits of comedy that have nothing to do with them being superheroes or like comic characters at all I think it doesn't work like, so for instance, like we talked about in Crisis on Earth X, the joke about Barry and Kara making it someplace for Oliver. Oliver has to take his motorcycle because it doesn't have super, super speed. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is true to who the characters are. And it's, you know, you're poking fun at the fact that, you know, Supergirl is nearly invincible and Barry's got these amazing powers and Oliver is just a guy with bone arrows. Like, right. that is, you're making fun of who the characters are. Right. And so then, and I, I can put that, that in Thor. Ragnarok, when uh, Loke, Thor and Hulk are fighting, and then Hulk beats Thor like he did Loki in the first Avengers, and Loki's like, "Yes, yeah, that was funny. That is that, funny. That was funny because every it's a callback to that first movie, right? It stays true to their characters, you know. Another, and I'm trying to think of another. I'm trying to think of another good example of a joke that like just works. I did like the core thing at the end with Meek. Like I was just I stepped on him earlier. I thought I felt bad, so I just been carrying around. Oh look, he's yeah, alive. Why? That was funny. I, I I thought that was good. I think that was the only Korg joke that I liked. Yeah, people like love Korg and I was like, Really? 
Yeah, like when he, you like uh, when after Loki and Thor stopped talking, like he runs up like ah, ghost, space ghost. Like Loki's been gone for a good like five seconds. That was just unnecessary. Yeah. Or like here's another example of a joke I think like worked. Like Drax in Guardians, right? Especially mm-hmm. Guardians too. I thought Drax was hilarious, mm-hmm. but that's his whole character. His whole character is that he's a guy who just who takes everything literally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he doesn't like Drax. The character that his fundamental thing is that he doesn't understand social interactions, and there's a reason because he's not. I mean, he came from apparently his his whole planet. Are they all, yeah, like they're all like that? They're all like that. So like when you had jokes of Drax doing stuff. It worked, you know, especially the scenes with him and like Mantis. It worked because it's like, okay, those are like, those are their characters. And even Mantis is someone, I don't think she'd ever been around anyone besides the ego, right? Mm-hmm. She was pretty much like, well, his slave. Yeah. So it would make sense that she would be like awkward and weird. You know what I mean? So like when you have jokes that go with jokes that are more about like who the characters are as people as opposed to just like, all right, we're going to put like a butt joke in here for some reason. It's just like. Yeah, like the wormhole is called the devil's anus. Like, really? Really? And then the button on the collector's ship was an anus. Like. Come on. Yeah. So I that 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 was kind of my gripe. Or not the collected grandmaster. That well, was... I thought they sort of wasted his character too. Yeah, yeah, I mean I mean it was Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum, but he's playing himself. Like I mean just seeing how the grandmaster is, like you like the collector is, you know, eccentric, but you can tell like he knows and he means business, as opposed to the grandmaster, like he didn't really mean business, he was just there to be a comedian, which like it is what it is, but they're brothers. So at some point I'd like to see them on screen together. Yeah. So I, I get I don't so I don't think I hated Thor as much as you did, but it is definitely in a side of, a category of like meh Marvel movies for me. It I, I, wasn't I can tell you some things I liked about Thor Ragnarok. Go for it. Uh I like Doctor Strange. That was cool. I like that part. I like the Thor Hulk fight, even though I wish it could have been a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I think those were the two high points of the movie. Um Thor and Loki's interactions were great. The yeah. emotions that they got from that, happy and sad, were, I thought they were well-earned. Yeah. Um, and so, I think you've seen, um, like, when Thor finally, you know, didn't let Hulk, uh, Loki tr- trick him for, like, the first time, like, four or five movies. It's just like, okay, good. Thor's learning. Yeah. You know, Don't learning. trust Loki. Right. Ever. And so, I think that was good. Uh, one other thing that I forgot to mention was, I think they wasted Anthony Hopkins. Um, Who was Anthony Hopkins? Odin. Oh, he was Odin. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> they wasted him. I think they wasted Idris Elba. Um, yeah. And I think they had over the course of three movies, they truly wasted him. Um, oh yeah. And that I made because he could have he could have he could have played so many black superheroes Heroes. in both Marvel and that's DC. because he signed a, he signed a contract before I think really he was Idris Elba. You know. Yeah. And they. They he he just he was just put into small small of a role for for that actor and it sucks and this kind of thing happened before like I think we talked about this like off air about um Jennifer Lawrence in X Men movies yep. so in X Men First Class her role wasn't super big because Jennifer Lawrence it was before Hunger Games before she was a household name mm-hmm. by the time by the time our first class and Apocalypse rolled around Jennifer Lawrence was huge because she was big in Hunger Games and had a ton of different roles and all that kind of stuff. And they were forced to kind of give her more screen time for these movies because it was like, well, it's, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Well, and it's the same thing with um, uh, Magneto. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. 
Fassbender? Yes, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender was, he's not, a, he wasn't as much of a household name as Jennifer Lawrence, but he was not as big in first class as he was by the end. No. Though, uh, Assassin's Creed didn't do well for him, though. Right. <laughs> uh, video game movies. Um, yeah, anyway. So, so, yeah, so Ragnarok, like, I, I didn't enjoy watching that movie. Um,. It was a solid category of, like, meh to me. And we've already had two Marvel movies this year. Mm-hmm. Other Marvel movies, Spider-Man and Guardians, but I thought both were better. Yeah. So I, I definitely went out with, like, eh, you know. I, my, I still got hype for Black Panther. Yeah. Because I just think Black Panther is just going to be a different sort of movie. I hope You it know? Is. I hope it is. And then... Infinity one- War, I'm going into it, especially after seeing the trailer. I'm a little mixed with Infinity War. Yeah. There are things I'm excited for. And things are not. And things I'm not. Um, I think one thing that people don't talk about enough in the Thor 1 and Thor 2 yeah. is that they had some of the best acted out scenes and some of the best heartfelt scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The banishment scene in Thor 1 is one of the best acted scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anthony Hopkins, who is a lauded actor, mm-hmm. and... Chris Hemsworth and Loki, that whole interaction is still one of the best things. In, in, in my opinion, I feel like in other people's opinions as well. And then when Thor's mom died, when Frigga, Frida, whatever her name is, died in Thor 2, the music, the emotion, how she went out, and then their funeral scene, that was a very powerful moment. In a, otherwise, There should have been a funeral movie. for Thor's friends. Right, there should have been. They were in the movies. They had more screen time than Thor's mom did. Yeah. Oh, and then Hela... Um, People love Tella. I thought she didn't get enough time. Like, Same. I, I thought she could have done more. Right. I think she's had. I don't have a problem with the things. actress or the performance, but I think it just didn't like stand out. To be to be perfectly honest, I mean, you could have cut off, cut out Jeff Goldblum and just given Hella more time. Right. Because Hella, like the scenes I thought she was best in was when she was just talking yeah. and like when she was interacting with Thor, not when she was just like fighting an army and just spinning around and all of a sudden swords and spears are coming out of her which so, just doesn't make I sense. did like the retcon they did with uh, Odin's uh, throne room. Right, that was cool. All I his mean, all Odin's trinkets are fake. Yeah, so like the infinity for a of them. Yeah, except for the Tetheract, I think, like yeah. a few, which Loki has. Duh. Right. People were like, "Does Loki take the Tetheract?" It's like they had a scene where he looked at it. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, he has it. Uh anyway, um, but yeah, so that Infinity Gauntlet we saw in Thor One fake. fake. So they good yeah. thing they retconned that, you know. I mean, I think it could have been cool if Loki ended up taking it and then, you know. My my we'll get to Infinity War. Let's talk about Justice League. Because I have a, a few things that I want in Infinity War. But yeah, let's talk about Justice League. Alright, so Justice League, okay, so pure bias here. Um Chris had to hook up, his brother got us into the premiere for Justice League here, it, we, we, we don't live in LA, people hopefully should know that, yeah. but the premiere where we live, we were able to go see it the Monday before it came out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a like live, I did, I did like a live like Raw Thoughts video, put on my YouTube channel just after it happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Fear Bias, we saw it, I saw it twice actually. I've seen it twice as well. I saw it twice, I saw it with my family a few weeks later, I saw it earlier. Um, so first time we saw it, we had a really good audience. You know, it was free, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And got into a fight. But yeah, well, well yeah, whatever. That one guy was just, he was just. I, I mean, did you see what I, I literally just? 
left and yeah. then met up with you guys later so, and he didn't say anything. Right, so a little he cut us actually. So a little, little context. So when we got the tickets for the premiere, they overbook it. Just yeah. they do this. This is what Warner Brothers does for a lot of their big movies. They overbook it. They want a full theater. Right, they want a full theater. So we got there. Uh, my brother and I got there about an hour and a half beforehand. My cousin got there about 15 minutes after us, and then Chris got there about 15 minutes after my cousin did. And so when uh, Chris got there, there was this guy behind us and his girlfriend, and he was getting all... Hot and bothered. Hot and bothered that Chris <laughs> was getting there. And mind you, people had been saving spots for people for hours because some people like can't stand or some people were like going to get food and bring it back. So this was a no big deal. But he had a big issue with it. Yeah. And he was getting in um, my brother's face about it, my cousin's face about it. And then he cut us after like Chris decided, Chris walked away because he didn't want to do it, thought the issue would resolve itself. And then he cut us. And yeah. then we ended up sitting next to him in the theater. So it was just like. Yeah. So that was that. So that um, was our introduction into Justice League. But anyway. So, um, all right. So, Justice League um, did not do – it did not hit the numbers of the box office, which yeah. is which is a little which is a little disappointing. So, my, my thoughts on the movie – if you watch my live reaction, I mean, my, my overall thoughts, I, like, loved it. Saw it again with my parents. I, then I, – so I saw it before everyone else. Saw the reviews came in. Saw all their complaints. Saw it again. And now I think hopefully I can give it a fair verdict – you know, without being too much of a fanboy, you know, and I, you know, and, um, see, I've seen it twice, so you want to go first, you want me to go? So, I think, so I think for Justice League is the same with Avengers and Age of Ultron, my true number is going to come down, like, a year or two from now. That's, that's where it's going to come down to, because the thing with, like, the first Avengers and with Justice League, it's seeing these characters together on screen will put your hype through the motion if you're a comic fan. If you're a comic any, fan. Yeah, so it, that's going to do it. So then the other thing is, um, like, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It's the one of the most, it's one of the most fun experiences I've had at the movies this year. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the character interactions. I saw the plot holes. I saw where the plot lacked. Uh, Steppenwolf was sort of your generic villain. I yes. understand those gripes. So I bore with Retcon a little bit, I think. How so? I think they said that he got his powers, like, the night Superman died or something, instead of, like, before. I don't... Uh, instead of, like, it happening no, before uh, so or something like that. No, so what they were saying about what the, the thing was that the cube, the mother box, woke up the night Superman died. Yeah. And so... Then when, they use it before, but then they use it before in BBS. Yeah, so I think what... I saw they either retconned it or they just didn't explain it well. Maybe there is more in Zack Snyder's cut that'll ex explain. Yeah, right. Because and that's another issue with the movie um, that they cut out a lot of things. And I didn't think uh, uh, Henry Cavill's animated lip was that big of a deal. I really don't. I think people are just trying to poke at something. I think that, that that's one of the problems. Hey, with the internet, is I think that. One person makes a meme and everyone kind of runs with it. Because, like, the CGI with Henry Cavill, I, I mean, I thought that maybe his face looked a little weird a few times. Yeah. But, like, I never, I mean, there, there were definitely points that I moved around, but okay, this is straight CG. Mm -hmm. But, like, I never thought it was so bad. I mean, Superman was only in the movie so much anyway. Yeah. 
Excuse me. I never thought it was so bad that it was like, oh, this just ruins a movie for me. I'm like, really? Yeah. So, okay. I mean, as far as, like, me with Justice League, you can see my live video. I had a lot of fun in the movie. Mm. I had a really, really crappy day at my job. And the movie, it brightened up my day. I agree that best parts of the movie were seeing the different members of the Justice League interact. Mm -hmm. And difference between when I saw it the first time and when I saw it with my family. So when we saw it the first time, we had a good audience, right? The audience, right. it was clearly, clearly we were with DC fans. So there are different things they tease in the movie. They tease Green Lantern, mm -hmm. Steppenwolf says Darkseid's name. At the end of the movie, they uh, do a Deathstroke tease. You know, all of that stuff with the audience, we're like, yeah, you know what I mean? When I saw it with my parents, it was just kind of like a mad audience, and they, were, they weren't underwhelmed or overwhelmed, or they were just kind of whelmed. My sister actually, like, nodded off at a certain part, because, you know, she's not. My family, none of them are really big DC fans. Mm -hmm. My dad likes Batman. My dad, my dad enjoyed it. My mom was pretty mad. My sister, she falls, my sister falls asleep in a lot of movies, but she kind of, she kind of fell asleep a little, a, a little bit, so I think certain things in the movie worked for you and me because we know the DC lore. You know, we know, we know we don't have to have stuff to be super explained to us and they're like, okay, the Amazons and the Atlanteans and people from outer space and we see, you know, Green Roll as Green Lantern. You know, we like we know those things so we appreciate them. I think there are a lot of general audiences and probably reviewers who either like I'm talking about like the professional reviewers, you know, like the Rotten Tomatoes people and that kind of stuff. I think a lot of them they don't have as much knowledge about the DC lore, so certain things they did in that movie just didn't hit for them. Yeah, and I, I can get that, and I think with, and I think the one of the differences between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC is that with a lot, of, so the Marvel superheroes that people know before these movies came out were Captain America, Wolverine, and the X Men, Spider Man, Spider Man, the Hulk, the Hulk, maybe Thor, just because he exists outside of comic books yeah other than that they didn't know about ant-man they didn't know they maybe knew about iron man they didn't know about all these other people yeah. so when marvel basically spoon feeds you these characters and then you can fall in love with them if you know for yeah. the general audience like i don't i still don't believe ant-man deserves his own movie just for the fact that like it didn't really do anything for the universe like you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. just a hero in it so I think with Ant-Man, like you could have, you could have introduced him in Age of Ultron because you know Hank Pym creates Ultron. So it could have been someone he was already working for. Maybe he even worked for Tony Stark, and then you know that whole thing. But that's a different story. Yeah. But and so for DC, I think they're like you're saying they're they're banking on people knowing who these characters are because unlike Marvel, like they've had success in animated movies and, and TV shows for decades and their comics have been a bit more successful, especially of late. So I think they sort of expect people to know who they are so they don't have to go through all this. Yeah, and I think, I, and I think, that's, I think that's what hurt Justice League with the critics and the general audiences. And I also think there's a DC, there's an anti-DC bias because people can't understand that you can't enjoy both. Yeah, no, I, I mean, there is, I mean, the DC, the anti-DC bias, I think, is definitely there. And then I think the anti-superhero movie bias, I think, is also, I mean, it's, it, these movies are still making a ton of money. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, you know, Thor, like Thor, I thought Thor was mad. Thor made a ton of money, so I'm mm -hmm. like, huh. You know, I... But I do think, especially amongst like 
So I'm big into film cinema and stuff. I think amongst like kind of like some a lot of the reviewer circles and like the upper crust of like a lot of people who are into like movies and not superheroes as much, there is kind of a movement for a lot of people, I think. They, they kind of want to see the superhero movies fall by the wayside a little bit. Because mm. I knew, I, I worked with a guy who wants to, he like wants to move to Hollywood and be like a film director and whatnot. And he like hates superhero movies because he thinks there's just so many of them. They're taking like budgets and time away from like things that he thinks deserve like more funding. But I mean, to be completely honest. You can make that argument in any era of movies ever. But I, 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 but I, I sort of disagree with that argument entirely because I know you have Marvel which is backed by Disney because Disney owns them. Disney is going to put out a few things. It's going to put out their live action movies, Marvel and Star Wars. And they don't really, even before then, they would do their animated movies and maybe your average live action film every once in a while. DEC is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers still puts out other films, regardless. Yeah. Because they've always been that thing, and then every once in a while they did a superhero movie. Yeah. So like, and then Fox just does his own thing once in a while. Right. And Sony. I still think Logan. Logan might be still one of my favorite movies this year, to be honest. I think so too. I need to watch. I need. I need to watch Logan again. I need to watch Wonder Woman again, and I need to watch Spider Man Homecoming again because I only saw those. But I think I think one of the things about I think one of the things about Justice League compared to Logan. Was that Justice League was a very hopeful movie and had a very hopeful ending. Mm-hmm. Logan was a downer. Yeah, but and also everything that was a downer in Logan was earned. Yeah. Like, Logan has earned. And Logan earned it being a downer. But that doesn't change the fact that you come out of Logan, I was just... And, 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 and that... When I saw Logan 2, I was in a bit of a rougher period in my life. You know? I was a little... So when I saw that movie, I came out and I was like... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Justice League, I came out, I'm like, yeah! yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, I, you know, so Logan did a good job at what it was trying to convey, but mm-hmm. there are certain times you're fine with the Donner movies, and certain times you do want to come out and be like, yeah! You know yeah. what I mean? So I That's mean, how I felt coming out of the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And so the Justice League controversy with the Zack Snyder cut... First of all, that cut doesn't exist. Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's cut's probably not completely finished, like CG-wise and whatnot. So I heard uh, the other day from a W producer after it came out, like, it doesn't exist. Someone was like, no, it actually does exist. Kevin Smith said it exists, and I don't see Kevin Smith just talking out of his butt like that. Why does he, how does he know? I, I don't know. I mean, he's well-connected throughout the thing, so I guess he does know. But apparently, like, there's some of the things, like, Iris West was in it, Barry saves her... Um, Iris West is probably going to be recast, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, even in Flashpoint, she doesn't have that big of a role. Um, we hate. We are the Flash. I I don't. I don't. Uh, people were just, people were mad at that, and what I explained because someone commented that on my tweet about Felicity, and people were just like, "But we are the Flash," and I was just like, "But you have to think about it. In the comics, especially recently, they've been harping on the fact that speedsters need their loved ones." Because they are their lightning rod, so they are incomplete without them. Yeah. So looking in that context, the line makes sense. But I digress. Um, and then there was a scene where Darkseid is in the movie. He kills Steppenwolf right after Steppenwolf comes back. 
Yeah. I was like, you should have had that in there. I, I I heard that originally Justice League was going to be two part two movies, right? Stephen like Wolf Infinity and then Dark Side. Yeah. But apparently, after the reception they got from BVS, they, they decided changed, to they changed. How and apparently, there were a bunch of post credit scenes, like a Green Lantern was supposed to show up, Kilowog and Tomar. Was, Ray. They were supposed to show up to, to talk to Bruce. Dark Side was supposed to show up. So it, I I hope some of that stuff comes out on. They're going to do like a complete edition and that kind of stuff. And you then, know, yeah. Justice League, like, as a movie, had issues, but, like, I enjoyed it. You know, the, the things, okay, the things that I didn't like about BVS, I thought they did fix. I thought they fixed the characterization a little bit. I thought they made it tonally more fun. They didn't go full-on Marvel, you know? Mm-hmm. And even though, like, there were certain moments where you could tell, like, they had Joss Whedon written all over it. Mm-hmm. Some of the one-liners, like, okay, like, why does Barry Allen have to make another thing? Like, say with jokes. Why does Barry Allen have to make a joke about brunch? Like... You know what I mean? I think that was their uh, their um, like their I, ploy for millennials because apparently, and and this happens in sitcoms a lot. Like millennials don't get brunch, like they don't get the point of why it's different. I'm just like that's a stupid distinction to make, but whatever. It's food, eat it. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Um, so, but but I but I did I did enjoy the. I enjoyed the fun tone. I liked Aquaman. I liked Batman. I thought Superman in this was probably the best he'd ever been, character-wise. Is that guy bothering you? Like, that's Superman, you know? I think one thing that that sort of ticked me off after Justice League came out was that when people saw it and people that enjoyed Marvel films, they're just like, oh, they're just trying to copy Marvel. But 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 then these were the same people that were saying... Why is it DC like Marvel? Here's the, here's the thing, though. They don't have to be the same. Here's the difference between DC and Marvel. Marvel has characters that you relate to, especially in the comics. And Sometimes. This is, and this is more apparent with like the X-Men and Spider-Man mm-hmm. and characters like that especially. Not as much with the Avengers. Though they've tried with like Iron Man's alcoholism and stuff like that and Captain America not fitting in. I mean, even the first, even the first Thor movie was about like a brotherly rivalry and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. DC has characters that you look relate to. to. You, I mean, not relate to, you look up to, sorry. DC yeah. has characters that you look up to. So they've even said that, like, Marvel has humans who want to become gods, and DC has gods who want to be human. Right. You know, like, DC, all the characters in DC tend to be, like, larger than life. You know, mm-hmm. like, Superman, you know, Batman, you Wonder know, Wonder Woman, Woman especially... These are characters that you like. Oh man, I feel like I'm just like Batman. You know, I have I my parents were killed like Bruce Wayne. It's like no, but Bat, you look up to Batman because it's like man, he's you, the peak of the human condition. You look at a guy who's been through all this crap and he still tries his best to do the right thing. You look at Superman. Superman is someone he literally could be a dictator. He has been in all Elseworld stories. You know, he has all the power that anyone almost would want, and he chooses to use it helping people and saving lives. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, so that, those are the distinctions there, and I think and I thought Justice League did a good job of like embracing that part of DC a little bit more, right? With Lois Lane's narration, because that's not something you that's not something you can get from Marvel as much. Like yes, there are some DC characters you can relate to. Like TV Flash is very relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, there are Marvel characters that you, you can look up to, but that's the strength of both those mm-hmm. of both of those brands, and I think really what sets them apart. Mm-hmm. You know. I think, and then so <laughs> we're looking at the success. The like my favorite Marvel movies are Iron Man, Winter Soldier, and Guardians. As as I, I've said, and I think one of the things that I like about those movies is that they could be they could not be superhero movies and still function the same. Yeah, 
So, because Iron Man, I mean, I guess you could classify it as a superhero, but it could also just be an action film. You know, Guardians could be, you know, space comedy, uh, sci-fi comedy, fine, without superheroes, because it just has aliens. No one really has superpowers. And then in Winter Soldier, it could be a spy thriller. Yeah. It could be without superheroes. And I think that's one of the things about, like, The Dark Knight. Like, it could just be about... You know, an action adventure. It could be a vigilante. It doesn't have to be a superhero per yeah. se. And so there's that. Um, but the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Infinity War. All right. So yeah, moving. So Justice League. For the most part, we liked it. Just to give summary, we understand like people's gripes with it. But I definitely think that some people were much harsher on it than they, than they needed to be. Right. I think at a minimum, Justice League is. I think at a minimum, it's a six out. It's a six out of ten. I think for me personally, it's. A seven eight. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie, despite its flaws. One thing that stuck out to me is like my parents went to go see. They went to see uh, after my brother. My parents and I didn't like did. it as much for reasons we talked about, but yeah. Yeah, my parents went to go see it again. That never happened. They saw it twice. Yeah, they they never like my dad. My dad's one of those people like he sees a movie and he like remembers everything. He doesn't yeah. want to go see it again. Like it's rare unless it's a James Bond film because that's like his favorite film franchise ever. He doesn't want to go see. It. He wanted to go see it. Again. I think. I think part of it too is that, like, when it comes to Marvel, we've been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe like what ten years almost. Mm-hmm. You know, we've explored that universe a lot. We've explored a lot of that universe, and there's still more things they can do. And you know, there's always a talk of an X Men deal, which if they ever did get the X Men, just I reboot mean, everything. Right at this point. At this point, you know. Because it's kind of late, you know. Spider Man barely, went, but but I think with the DC universe, what I, what I did like about Justice League is that I was a little more excited afterwards to see more of what that universe has has to offer. Because we haven't, you know, between we've had what five DC movies, mm-hmm. we still we still have only seen like snippets of what that universe, universe could offer. We haven't done any Green Lantern. We haven't been to space. We haven't done any like. You know, DC Magic with, you know, like, Justice League Dark and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of DC stuff that we have not touched, period. And I would like to see that, you know, cinematically. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, moving forward into Infinity War. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? Most so, watched trailer ever, apparently. Yeah, so the first time I watched it, uh, my hype levels were over. I can't say they were over 9,000 men, maybe. Then my my hype levels were high, and then I did something, and my hype levels went down one. What you do? I watched the Age of Ultron first trailer okay. because the Age of Ultron trailer, the teaser trailer, <laughs> made it seem like it was a completely different movie. <laughs> right, but I still think that is the best superhero trailer I made that that I remember that I had seen. Because With Pinocchio and all that stuff. Well, well, yes, but you felt you felt a sense of dread and terror and creepiness from Ultron. So it was like that level of like, and how they portrayed the themes like, oh, like this is gonna be real, like that someone's gonna die. There, the Earth is actually in danger, and obviously that did not should have been Hawkeye. Right. Should have been Hawkeye. So, obviously, that didn't happen in the movie, you know, because Ultron turned out to be uh, uh, evil Tony Stark. That's a robot. So, I mean, I think that hopefully Infinity War has the opposite effect, 
that the trailers can be whelming or underwhelming, and then the movie is just overwhelming. Yeah. But, and so, I mean, you, it's, it was exciting to see everybody on screen. Uh, I really like the Thanos line, um, you know, so, uh, in time you'll know what it's like to lose, to feel so desperately that you're right, but in fail all the same. Yeah. Okay. Run, run, dread it, run from it, destiny still arrives. Like that line. Fantastic. So, yeah, after, after seeing the trailer, things I'm excited for, um, the things I'm most excited for, I want to see different characters meet each other. Mm-hmm. Hey, Thor's going to meet the Guardians. Hey, you know, Black Panther, get that man a shield. Yeah. I do like bearded Captain America. I hope he doesn't have a helmet the whole movie, you know? Yeah. I do I do like the idea of, like, rebel Captain America. Mm-hmm. That That's cool to me, you know. What? <laughs> Well, well it, I think between him and Iron Man, one of them's got to die, in my opinion. I think, and I think it'll be like the comic in Infinity Gauntlet where uh, like a whole bunch of people, people die, die and, and some come back. Yeah. So I think in the first one, Captain America's gonna die. Yeah. And Tony and Iron Man's gonna be so. So there. So there was a thing I saw. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it. It was a couple months ago, and it, it was supposedly it was a leak, and it was. People were editing um, Infinity War, and it was Iron. It was um, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, like going back and saying, like the caption on this thing is like, "We have to go back and save them." Mm-hmm. So it made me think that uh, Doctor Strange was going back in time with Spider-Man to go change things. Yeah, which you know that sort of contradicts where you know Tony, Peter Parker's like, "I'm sorry, Tony," or whatever when he's laying on the ground. So there's that. But I think. Right now, my prevailing thing is that Iron Man's going to be alive at the end of it, and then they're going to go back in time. Then Iron Man will die. Yeah, to save them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I want people do have to die in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's the thing that I think is going to make or break the mood for a lot of people. There are other things I'm worried about, like, hey, man, we've got a lot of characters, you know, and we're even getting like, uh, where there was, I guess they're going to be in Wakanda for a bit. You know, yeah. we saw. Um, this movie better be what, what's the What's the name that had Adora Milaje that's with Black Panther? I can't remember. I don't know her name, but it's played by the walking, I'll call her Walking Dead Lady. Yeah. Walking she, Dead Lady. We see Black Panther and her and Hulk and War Machine, I guess, got his back fixed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Falcon got and. Um, chip. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain America all like running with like an army with, with like the Wakanda army. So I think we can see that. The Soul Stone problem, Wakanda. Can we make that? Do you think so? They say that, and they say that's how he, um, that's how he um, travels to the Panther realm, which I don't like. I'm just like, leave that alone. Yeah. That's their spiritual thing. Leave that alone. Yeah. Let Heimdall have it, and then kill Heimdall. Heimdall. So other than that, um, because his eyes are orange. His eyes have been orange like the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I, so I think that's what. Yeah. At, so I think, especially if you don't have Adam Warlock, let Heimdall have it because he can see everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that's part of it. Um, I think you're going to have, like, 18 different subplots. You're going to have, like, the Black Widow Hulk subplot back. You're going to have the Banner Hulk subplot because in that Hulkbuster suit, pretty, people are pretty sure that it's. Banner, Banner. Banner. and Banner. then after it gets ripped off, he'll turn into the Hulk because he's afraid to turn into the Hulk because otherwise he won't get it back. Um, you're going to have Loki, whether he's on the good side or not, and the resolving of Civil War, Thor finding out about Civil War, 
everybody meeting. Everybody, but there's gonna be. I, I am worried. Okay, here here's it's how. It's gonna jump around a lot. It's gonna jump around a lot. You know, the good thing is that most of these characters we've at least spent some time with. I mean, here's what I'm expecting. I'm only really expecting development with some of the main core Avengers. Everyone else, I'm fine if they if they get like. Like, like for instance, like say Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Spider Man to me doesn't have to have a huge part in this movie. He can have like a couple scenes and just be in the background. You know what I mean? Like here's here's what they're gonna have to do. I, I think they're gonna have to do like you watch One Piece mm-hmm. anime. Mm-hmm. Okay, so One Piece is a show, a manga and a manga anime show that has a ton of characters. Oh, yeah. What One Piece always does is they make a clear distinction between. What characters are really important in a current story? Who is who is only going to be important for like a certain part, and then who is and what characters are going to be important like for the overarching story? And I think what they need to do with Infinity War is that the clear like development and plot focus needs to be you got to keep it on a few characters, and everyone else may just and certain characters may just have glorified cameos. They may have one fight scene or do one thing, and that's it. You know, Spider Man. Doesn't have to have a big part of this movie. I think everybody will have two fight scenes. Yeah. They'll have, like, their own individual, like, the glorified cameo one. Yeah. I mean. They'll have two fight scenes. They'll have their own individual where you'll be like, oh, yeah, man, cool. And yeah. then you'll have the one at the end. Yeah. Like, I, like, if like alive. you've already said before, like, Ant-Man does not need to have a big part in this movie. No. Falcon, love Anthony Mackie. He does not, not need to have a big part in this movie. To, to, be, to be really honest, Falcon, Ant Ant-Man, depending on if they he can go in the micro universe or not. Um, uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye, pretty much everybody's just straight up human. Yeah. Should not be there. Should not be there for the final fight. Some They're of the Guardians, you know. I mean, to, to be completely honest, all the Guardians, but... Gamora is, you know. Yeah, so Gamora Thanos should have a scene with Gamora at some point well they will Nebula's gonna be in it too so I'm did like you, did you watch the um, um the leaked the, one the leak? uh, I see it has been a while though no 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 not the leak the, the leaks that came out before the trailer before Comic Con you mean no 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 before the trailer like right before the trailer no I oh I tagged you in it on Twitter um I, you and Stu Dip and I tagged you guys in it on Twitter after it came out um so what the scene was, it was an HD, HD, um, but it was before motion cap got added into it. So mm-hmm. you have the Guardians uh, at the collector's place on Nowhere. Yeah. Thanos is there. Thanos, yeah, he's taking the, the, the red one, the ether, whatever. The, what? Well, what? at this Reality point, Stone. Yeah, the reality stone, except that this From one, collector. the collector is saying, like, oh, I don't have it. I let it go. Um... And the Thanos is like, I don't believe you would let something like that go. Um, and so the Guardians are there. They're, like, sneaking up on him. Drax wants to attack him because, you know, he's like, finally I can get my revenge. Like, that went so well with Ronan. Um, so he's there. So, so I think more. And then with the leaked trailer, Gamora's, like, upset. And it's, like, in that sort of area. So I think afterwards, like, they would have had some interaction at that point. Um, but I think that... I think the Guardian. You know what? Nebula left them at the end of Guardians too, right? Right. Nebula's supposed to be in this movie. My best bet is that the Guardians get messed up and Nebula like saves them from all dying and whatever that first conflict is. Because how 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 else is she going to be in that movie? She's going to show up on Earth. Well, if she goes, so if they keep it like Infinity Gauntlet, if she goes to like 
So you know how in Infinity Gauntlet, like she reverses everything. She takes the 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 gauntlet from him, which I have to go back and reread how she did that. Yeah, that's that. Like she, at some point, she got to die. Yeah, they're gonna keep it true to that. If not, then she may be the one at the end that takes the gauntlet and redoes it anyway. But uh, I have a wish list for okay Infinity War. Well, a uh, another thing, my brother has a theory that Hela is Mistress Death, so she's gonna be back, mm-hmm. and so that's who Thanos is gonna court. Which yeah. is weird, but whatever. Like, Thor would be like, get away from my sister! That'd be funny. Um, that'd be something comedic that I thought would be great. Um, also, isn't it weird that Hela has straight black hair like Loki, and Thor's the only one that's, like, blonde? Yeah. That's weird. Okay, going back to Infinity War checklist. I want Ultron back. I want Red Skull back. I want... Ultron to take the gauntlet at the end like they've done in the TV, the animated TV show that's like may or may not still be on now. Mm -hmm. And that's Avengers 4. Really? Because I want Ultron to actually be the threat that he He was. Yeah. Um, Red Skull, I think Red Skull's with Thanos. I really think he is. I think and uh, it'd be nice if he was yeah because he just got transported somewhere yeah Red Red Skull is one of those characters that's like huge in the comics movies didn't really do him justice yeah didn't really do him justice you know so there's that and Um, I never I liked that first cat movie it wasn't amazing it was alright the time it came out but looking back on it um, I yeah I, I do agree that if they could do more with Red Skull that would be neat so yeah bring back some of the villains you just killed I so we're not going to get the Shatari. No, um, we shouldn't get the Shatari. Well, yeah, I think they're all gone. So we have these uh, the uh, can't remember their names. Something writers. Yeah. In there. Um, so I think they're going to bring some villains back for the movie. Um, well, Thanos has like well, you saw X Men Apocalypse, right? They're yeah. they're like his four horsemen almost, but not really the four yeah, horsemen. Yeah, the Black Order. Yeah, the Black so Order. They're in there. Um, honestly. So, we're talking about the Infinity War, but you know there's talking around about the Fox deal. You're saying that they should reboot everything, which I would agree, but I also don't think they can. Yeah. Because I think if they reboot everything, that'll piss a lot of people off, but it'll also add to the saturation effect of... Too much stuff. Too many superhero movies. So, I think what they would have to do is they would have the only crossovers they can really have would be Spider-Man in the Fantastic Four and Hulk and X-Men in the Fantastic Four because the Fantastic Four can take on Galactus by themselves they never really needed anybody else when that happened um, they, you have some good X-Men Fantastic Four stories that can be told and um, Spider-Man in Fantastic Four stories and Black Panther in Fantastic Four and Black Panther in Storm please get married um, so there's that yeah well yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, my there is a concern with a lot of characters, but I'm hoping that if a character is minor, give them, like, a line and a fight, and that's it. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. Because you... I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm excited as anybody have all these characters in, but, like, Age of Ultron was a lot. You know? And I think they've really got to... they really got to steer... steer the ship on that one to make that effective. What do you, what what do you think Avengers Four is going to be about? I have because no idea. it's not part two anymore, but it's a sequel. I'd rather they have kept it part one and part two. I really do. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know. I see. Well, here here here's the thing. I don't know. Like, okay, if they're doing a if they're doing Infinity War, 
And then they're gonna have movies that come out after it. Like there's gonna be like an Ant Man two, Ant Man the Wasp, and then Captain Marvel, Jake Captain Marvel, and, and stuff. Are they? Are, are they gonna wrap up whatever plot in Infinity War and Avengers four is just gonna be his own thing? Or they? I would have rather had Avengers three end on a cliffhanger. And any of the other movies, side movies, they could have taken place before or something like that. Or I, you know, I think there's going to be a time jump because there's a theory out there that Scarlet Witch is pregnant with Vision and their baby, Vision and hers babies, and then in um, Avengers Four, there's a casting call for two twin boys, which in the comics they had two twin boys in some reality. Um, yeah, but then they got like retconned or something. Yeah, they got retconned, and then that became a plot point in House of M, which yeah. would be a fantastic storyline if they were able to pull it off. That'd I mean, be- House of I mean, House of M is like the Marvel equivalent of Flashpoint, pretty much. Mm, sort of. In some ways. Yeah, but that that'd be that'd be one where you could have like you could bring in everybody, like if somehow everyone lives, mm-hmm. you could bring in everyone. Or at least mention them without having to bring the actors back. Because, like, in House of M, Captain America just, you know, aged normally. Yeah. So then, you know, you could just be like, oh, there's an old Steve Rogers, whatever. But um, I think that Avengers... There's a theory out there that Avengers 4 is going to be World War Hulk. Which I don't see how they do. No. And not I don't Hulk. think you could. No. They, because they, you don't have Century. No. And you don't... And Iron Man or Man or Man. You don't have the... You, you can't do it. I don't he know. Have I, a war see, I don't know what else. I don't know what else they could do. I mean, one thing that would make me happy if they did get like Fantastic Four back. I really don't care about the Fantastic Four that much. Mm-hmm. But Doctor Doom's a good. He in the in the comics, he's huge. Yeah, as far as Marvel film, goes, they're already filming Avengers Four, so yeah, meh, yeah. can't do him. Yeah, yeah, because he. I mean, he's one of the few villains that that are like you know, you got like Thanos, you got like like. Apocalypse, you know, mm-hmm. there's only so many villains that reach like the Thanos caliber, right? And that kind of stuff. And you can't do so. I, I just googled like you know some of the huge. Also, the memes about uh, Thanos, the memes about Thanos uh, without the helmet and his uh, face and CGI. CGI needs a little bit of work, you know. I accepted Stephen Wolf, so I feel like legally I have to accept Thanos. But I, but like I don't know why he looks so pink. And I don't know why he doesn't. The bald head is goofy. Yeah. The meme the memes are quite funny though. Yeah. I like the one where he looks like the uh, pawn shop guy. Hey, wait, have you seen there's one where Loki has um he has a tetherite he's yeah, giving he's the like, Thanos. I can only give you fifty dollars. Yeah, he's like he's like, Can I get a it's like I'll, if I give you this, uh can I have an army, will you let me live? Will you let me live? And he says, I can only give you five hundred dollars, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just googled like some of the the major Marvel crossover storylines that they could adapt. Yeah. The ones they gave it were like Secret Invasion. Can't do that because you don't have the scrolls yet. So that would have to come after Captain Marvel and I think Avengers 4. I don't know when it comes out but that'd be really soon. Yeah. Um, you can't do um, they wanted to do Original Sin. I don't know if you read that. That was like when the Watcher died and someone took his eye. I haven't read it. Yeah, that would be a hot mess because that didn't even go over that well. World War Hulk, can't really do. Um, Avengers vs. X-Men, yeah, but you don't have the Secret X-Men. Empire. Like, yeah, Secret Secret Empire. Don't was, do. 
Yeah. Dude, there are people mad about the Nazi stuff in Crisis on Earth, in Crisis on Earth X. Dude, don't. I meant that we were, we were going to talk about this in the last one, and I forgot because there was a gap in between when I was talking about it on Facebook and when we did our podcast. Mm-hmm. But comics and sports have always dealt with political issues from their inception. Yep. Superheroes have always been about politics because Captain America was made punching, of American politics. Punching Hitler in the face. He punched Hitler Superman in the fought face. Nazis too. Superman fought Nazis. Superman talked about immigration in the 50s and how it was un American to um, talk a, to be mean or discriminate against someone because they're from a different country or they're a different race. They have always been. He was, Superman was made by two Jewish immigrants. Mm hmm. That was. This is the story that they wanted to emulate. You cannot take away from that. And okay. yet, sports Olympics. Olympics were literally political, always. If not, Google Miracle on Ice. Google the Olympics, the actual founding of it back in ancient Greece. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to go too far into this, but th- there's a lot of people who, quite frankly, I mean, they need to grow up a little bit. You yeah. know, they need to grow up and just understand that. You know, art isn't just made for you to just, you know, there's some art that is straight up just made for you to feel happy and, and you know, escape from reality. But mm-hmm. a lot of art is to make you, in think. general, just think about the world. And I agree. Sometimes they, they do things where they hit the nail on the head too much. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's rumors that they want to, or they want, Arrow wants to do a Black Lives Matter episode. I'm like, no. Yeah, stay away from that. No. Don't do like, that. it's just, you guys aren't the show to do it. Well, I don't. That, and the other thing is, they have no black writers. They don't. They no. don't have a single one. I don't trust the writers. And I don't. I don't. Guggenheim said, "Oh, we'll bring someone in." No. They're like, "No, no, you can't just bring someone. I you don't, can bring someone in to write the entire I don't, episode. But that's it." I look, Aaron, okay. I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. And there's certain times like. And there's certain times where they'll try to do something that it'll just be bad. Like remember, Arrow had that gun control episode. Yeah. I thought that was just way too. You know, one character is going to represent this ideology, and one character represents this ideology. You know, I don't know. Who knows? It's a debate. Like, there are ways to show certain issues and art without hit, without feeling without feeling like a PSA. Right, but then again, Green Arrow has always been an extreme leftist character, but they haven't touched on that until he became the mayor. Yeah, they haven't touched on it at all. And in my opinion, I well, I just don't. Quite frankly, I just don't trust after the. I don't trust the Arrow writers. Yeah. At all. Like, I don't... I think the Legends writers would do a better job. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah. is there anything else you want to say about Infinity War? Nope. Not, not yet. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we've, been, we've been going for a while, but the, the next few topics shouldn't shouldn't take too much time. Yeah. Dragon Ball Super? Yeah. Our next one. So Dragon Ball Super. Um, I'm still enjoying it. I, I, I think... I'm, I'm honestly tired of the tournament. They say there's 13 minutes left. Those last few minutes are going to take so long, as we saw on Nam- We've gotten a lot of... Ribrian's gone, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Yes. I miss Universe 6. Um, there, there was controversy with how, how strong a Kelfa was. Whatever. What a, again, look, I'm going to be honest. Like Writing has never been, I think, the strength of Dragon Ball as yeah. far as, like... Power levels and keep this consistent. You know, there's always been. I mean, people complain about Kalifa and Kale and whatnot, but let's face it. Remember Gotenks? Yeah. Goten and Trunks became Super Saiyans at like the ages seven of like and seven, eight. and then they fuse and they're able to go Super Saiyan three, which Vegeta has never gone Super Saiyan three which in canon. Address. They've had in video games. Yeah. Well, I think it was uh, I forget which one. I think it was Dragon Ball Heroes. I thought it was Racing Blast. 
Maybe. Yeah. Whatever. I'll, I'll go watch the Team Four Star play through, and I'll let you know. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, um, yeah. Brandon's never been Dragon Ball's, you know, strong suit. I mean, I think the best thing about Dragon Ball that. As it does, what it does the franchise is that I don't think any series does action like Dragon Ball. I think the characters at this point are likable and iconic, you know. And as long as you give me some fun fights, some fun character interactions, you know, throwing a few good jokes, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I do think this tournament's gone on a little while, but we're, we're we're nearing the end. There's only 19 fighters left, period. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they said it's not going to end until March, so yeah. I don't know. It, well, they say that's when the arc ends. So I don't know if that, when that happens the tournament ends in like because I don't think I think we get a break for we don't get a I think we get a break for Christmas. I don't think we get a break for New Year's. I think we have an episode like the weekend before New Year's. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's still going from what I've seen of the schedule. Yeah. So I I think we could end the fights in like early February and then if the I don't see an end game. I really don't. I don't know what happens. Like, I don't see an end game where you know how people are like the evil angel theory. I don't see that unless that becomes some other arc that that doesn't exist in this arc. I, I don't think the tournament's the last arc. It could be. I, I I don't think it's the last arc because there there are there are things they've mentioned and like teased that I'm like, we're at least going to get like in filler before like super like ends. Like they were trying to tease like Vegeta visiting. Like I think Planet at some, Sally. I think at some point they have to do like a trip to Universe Six mm-hmm. because you know Vegeta was talking about like, oh, I gotta vi- you know I gotta visit your planet and all that kind of stuff. I feel like they there at least has to be a filler episode where they visit Universe Six. I feel like that's something that has to happen. I think they should do after the tournament. I think there should be a time time skip. Let's get like teenage Goten and Trunks. Um, you mean like past end of Z? You yeah, mean yeah, past end of Z. So let's, you want them to do like? Let's get a four year old, four or five year old Pan. Let's get. She's not let her talk. I'm kidding. She was fine in that one Dragon Ball Z episode. She was adorable. Yeah, yeah. That just, was about it. Just give me that. That's it. So give me as much pan and super, uh, or as as like as she is in now. Give me that when she's like four or five. We'll be fine. Um, just don't give me GT pan. Um, give me, uh, you know, older Golden trunks. You know, and, and 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 do that. But one thing I want to talk about. I don't remember if I texted you about this or not because it was like three or four weeks ago but I read something called Dragon Ball Multiverse and mm-hmm. like Dragon Ball Multiverse is these people they've made their own I know I've manga. heard about it yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it okay. I thought it was really cool it's still ongoing they do like a few pages every week um, I really enjoyed it because of some of the ways they've crafted the tournament which is like this is how the universal the, the tournament of power should have gone and then the whole possibility of like when you know Broly wins and he keeps going on a rampage, Cell wins, mm-hmm. Boo won, and he starts absorbing everything in that universe. Like the possibilities of that were cool. Vegeta and Go- my favorite was Vegeta and Goku stay fused as Vegeta and never unfused. So then you know they he was dad to both families. Bra was born. You know, Bulla, and then she was born, but she was, uh, she's the daughter of Vegito and Bulma, and not that, so she's ridiculously powerful. Like, there's a lot of cool things in it, 
And I think that, like, it's good that it's outside of, like, Toriyama's hands and something like that, something that's fan-based. Uh, fan but I think it's really cool, and they've done some really cool things with it. I've enjoyed it. Okay. Might be worth checking. Yeah, it's probably worth checking out. Make sure you have some time, because if you get into it, it'll, like, they're, like, four, almost 1,400 pages in. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I binged it in, in a night. That was unadvisable. Okay, so moving on, we got a few more things. Uh... I got Nintendo Switch on Black Friday. Yep. Uh, it's neat. Um, it's it's Nintendo. Nintendo's never gonna have the powerful system, but it is like a console that is like completely portable. You know, 1080 HD quality. They're not they're not doing 4K on it, but I enjoy it. But I only I got a Mario Odyssey for it. Uh, so fun, a 3D Mario game, and um, I I hope. I, they don't have streaming services on it yet. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost like it's, it's almost like a, a game device that's like a complete tablet. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope that they add some streaming services to it, and I hope that there are just some more that they add more games. But I I think it's a neat system. You know, if you're in the Nintendo, I think it's worth checking out. That's my two cents. That's about it. Uh, do you want to talk about Battlefront Two? Battlefront Two. So. Uh, if you've been honestly in a lot of different circles, you could have heard a lot of the controversies surrounding Battlefront Two. They had they have heroes in the game, and uh, you start off with some, but then you're gonna have to fight to unlock others. Like for Iden Versio, uh, you have to be the campaign. That makes sense. Uh, what doesn't make sense is at the original time of entry, you would have to have played. 40 hours online because the credits that you get are no longer performance based they are time based mm -hmm. so you would have had to play 40 hours online to get enough credits to unlock Luke Skywalker Darth Vader um, Han Solo, Leia um, Palpatine and then I think you would have to do like 25 hours to get like Chewie and someone else on the on the dark side but you start off with like ray and kylo ren and uh, a couple other people so i mean like that pissed a lot of people off because it's one thing if it's credits based because then you know you earn it that mm -hmm. you're truly earning it that way instead of just having to play it so then you know that obviously was going to bump up microtransactions buying the you know currency in game so then that went over terribly ea has the worst downvoted comment in reddit history now really? because of that they responded like after the news came out they're just like we want to the, the 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 synopsis of their comment was it was a couple paragraphs was we want to feel players that we want the players to feel like they have a sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. by getting these characters that didn't go over well so then they slashed it by 75 percent like you need 10,000 credits mm -hmm. to get it but then if they also slashed the amount of credits you could earn so it really did nothing Okay. Um, gameplay wise there's some things that are sort of weird it looks beautiful like if you have a Kylo Ren he has some really cool powers and so do Rey but it shouldn't take like you shouldn't like if I slice you in the head with a lightsaber it should not take another slice to kill you like that doesn't yeah. make sense but obviously they didn't want to make it too easy but I don't know um, the story mode was cool until it got predictable in Star Wars. It does bridge the gap between Episode 6 and Episode 7. Okay. There is a theory that Aiden Versio and uh, Miko, Agent Miko, are Ray's parents. I don't think it really fits in the timeline, and I don't think 
they do that, but they're teasing that. I don't think that's how it's going to play out. Okay. Um, so that that's all about all from Battlefront too. I say if you're going to get it, wait until it's like twenty or thirty dollars. So you can pay for the other stuff. Yeah, and they've also, um, well, not I didn't even pay for the other stuff really. Like I did the campaign like halfway through, and then um, I I played a, maybe like an hour or two online, and I had enough credits to get loot. Okay. Um, so I mean, oh, and microtransactions like you can't buy loot boxes in the game right now. That's temporarily suspended. EA's stock dropped. EA lost three point one billion dollars because Jesus of this. Christ. Because people harped on it. Yeah. And then going into microtransactions, there is a senator and or a senator or a congressman in Hawaii, I can't remember which, who is trying to get microtransactions like the things like loot boxes and virtual currency not virtual currency but like loot boxes where you can buy a package in game using real money in hopes of getting something out as gambling that's already the case it's already law in several other countries just hasn't happened in the United States yet so you will see how this all plays out okay that's about it that's about all I got okay yeah so that's all I mean that's all interesting I mean the, the gaming industry in general, they, they're getting to a lot. They're they're starting to get into into a lot of trouble mm-hmm. for how they handle like microtransactions and DLC and downloadable content. And I mean, nowadays you do have certain developers who legitimately release a game that's really a beta, a game that's half finished, mm-hmm. and then add in a lot of stuff later on. So I don't. Have you ever you ever played any Final Fantasy? Yeah. So I got a uh, last year I got Final Fantasy 15, mm-hmm. and the game wasn't terrible, but it definitely was the quality that um, you would think you'd get from like a lot of Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. And over time, they added a lot of DLC, some extra. They added some extra parts to story mode because the story mode really was not was not finished, not where it should have been. And they added some gameplay things. They added just a lot of features that should have been in the game originally. And at the, it's at the point now where they're still adding stuff. And the game's been over... It's been over a year. Mm-hmm. And people are really upset. They're like, why didn't you just wait a year and release a better, more finished product? Mm-hmm. So... You know, I mean, that's the thing these companies are trying to get away with now. They're trying to release stuff faster, you know, and, oh, we can just add that, add that in later, and it just leads to people paying more money. And my advice with any sort of video game is that if, you're, if you think something's overpriced or too much money, it probably is. Here's the thing. You can get a deal on any game if you just wait. Right. If you wait six months after a game comes out, you could probably get, say your average game is $60, you could probably get a game, you could probably get it for 30 you know, if you go online and go to the right places, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, you, and then you can pay for DLC or whatever you want, you know, but I think, but when you pay for stuff, when it comes out, you're paying premium and you are, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get ripped off in that regard, and I said this in the YouTube video um, I made a few weeks ago that... The best way to save money on gaming, and this goes to any technology, this goes to phones, this goes to, you know, even movies, you're always going to get a better deal if you wait. Mm -hmm. But when you're paying for something, when it first comes out, you're not just paying to play the game, you're paying to play it before everybody else or with everybody else and being a part of, like, that early community of when a game comes out, you know, people are still figuring stuff out about a game. People are talking about online about, oh, I discovered this. So have you done this and that kind of stuff? I think the games that are really, or at least when I used to play them, that were really worth getting at the time they came out, 
where like Call of Duty and Halo for the online portions of it. Same on, on, online experience games. too. Even like I play a lot of fighting games, so like games like say like I like Street Fighter Five and like mm-hmm. Tekken Seven. The most people are playing people are online playing that game the most first month is out. Mm-hmm. After after. You know, after the first month's out, there's a dive. You wait a year later, there's less people on it, and eventually the sequel comes out. So you know, if you so you're you're paying to get that better experience of being on there when everybody's new and everybody's figuring stuff out, as opposed to playing, as opposed to getting a game later where it's old news, not as many people are on there. You know, if you're if it's a game that's also competitive online, people are just going to smoke you and be better than you so because they may have been playing it. You know, they may have been playing it for a year, and you haven't even had a chance to really like get in there and do anything. You know, because like like Injustice Two, when I first got Injustice Two, I played some matches and I won a few of them. Now I go online, I just get destroyed. You know, I find just a I find a Batman, and I know it's just one guy in his basement who's only played Batman for nine months, and he goes on there every day and just knows how to destroy everybody. You know. And I'm like, I think I'm going to be Sub-Zero this time. And it doesn't. And I'm like, oh, no, nothing. Guess not. Oh, did you see uh, Injustice 2? Uh, they're putting on the Ninja Turtles in. Whatever. I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought it was funny. I was just like, oh, all right, I guess this is the thing. People wanna, a lot of people want to spawn. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but we got uh, Hellboy and Ninja Turtles for, yeah, for like the unexpected character reveals, I guess. All four of them, too. Yeah, I don't. I, I I'm assuming they're gonna like they're gonna be a mechanic. It'll probably be the uh, special to switch them out. Like they won't have a special move. Maybe you'll be able to switch out the turtles or something like that. I feel like that gameplay. should be the B thing. You know, like the uh, special ability, not necessarily their um, power, their um, their final move. No, I was gonna say that their special ability oh, okay. will be like switching out yeah, or something that like that. Sense. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? I have nothing else. All right, I think we're gonna wrap up. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, thank, thank you guys for listening. Um, as usual, uh, happy holidays. Yes, you know. Uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever. Spend time with your family. Have a eat safe holiday. Food, yeah. Give the gift of giving. Stay warm. You know. Winter is coming. Yeah, before we hit the hit the dark age, a lot of the shows are gonna go off. Yep. In December for a bit, which. Honestly, it lets me, like, focus on some other stuff. I mean, but I always hated that, like, in school, like, when I finally had the time to watch the shows, they're all off. Yeah. But, you know. Well, well, the holidays are a good time to binge stuff you never watch. That's true. Like, uh, Gifted. Them to binge watch Gifted. I've heard good things. And, uh, Runways. That's also a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing until it became a thing. It's a thing. Apparently, apparently it's good. I don't know. It's on Hulu, which is weird. Whatever. You know, I mean, I can, I can find it if I don't want to pay for it, but you know, whatever. But anyway, yeah. Happy holidays. Um, stay safe, and um, yeah. And Chris. May the force be with you. All right. Well, this is Chris and Chris, and um, we're signing off, and we'll see you later. Yep. Have a good time. Appreciate it. Bye bye.